Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at Sent from Disneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seeds Vega, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-ticket patrons, serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool. B-Ticket Patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and Jeff and Paige Orton. And to the A-Ticket Patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelica Nablock, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Mark Twain leaving for a trip around the rivers of America. If you look closely, you can see the top of the TWA Moonliner and the top of King Arthur's Carousel as well as Sleeping Beauty Castle. On the back it reads, Mark Twain, Nostalgic Ride Down Rivers of America on the Mark Twain in Frontierland. It's postmarked August 21st, 1957 with a San Francisco cancel and the postage stamp is mostly torn but it looks like a two cent red Jefferson postage stamp. Scott number 1033. I assume they visit the park on Monday, August 19th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 87 and a low of 63. Park attendance that day was 25,076. It's addressed to a Mr. George D. Noland of Vader, Washington. It reads, Dear Pa, having a good vacation. We'll see you this weekend. Love, Mom. Although the Haunted Mansion wasn't added as an attraction until 1969, it appeared in concept art and was considered to be added to the park as early as 1957. Looking through one of my e-ticket magazines, I found an article about Ken Anderson's original plans for the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion would have been located close to the end of Adventureland, near where Pirates of the Caribbean is today. Some of Ken's original ideas were eventually used in the mansion. The biggest difference between the Haunted Mansion as we know it today and Ken's version is the storyline. The attraction was planned to be a guided walking tour through the Haunted Mansion, which was being prepped for a ghostly wedding. The tour guide, either a butler or a maid of the mansion, would take guests from the front door of the mansion and apologize for the mansion's disrepair. The explanation was maintenance has been trying to fix up the house, but ghosts and other specters have come back and trashed the place, even to the point of kidnapping and possibly unaliving a Disneyland carpenter. The butler or maid would appear from a doorway underneath the staircase. The guests would then be instructed to keep together for safety. While incidents have not occurred during park hours, you never know what might happen. During the safety spiel, a large hairy arm, called Harry the Arm, would reach for the tour guide, who would leap out of the way and explain that the butlers and maids are trained to handle these oddities of the house, but guests who wander off or fall behind might not be saved. The tour would continue down a hallway of portraits, whose eyes would follow you, similar to the bus at the end of the current mansion's portrait hallway. The portraits were friends or family of the mansion's original owners, the Blood family. This hallway would also be filled with locked doors deemed too dangerous to enter. 
The guests would then enter a dusty library, and the guide would explain that the ghosts are trying to complete a ceremony for the daughter of the Blood family, whose wedding never happened because of an event too horrible to mention. While in the library, a ghost voice would be heard, and would introduce the Blood family using the portraits around the room. This lonesome ghost would then start naming the names of the park guests in the room. The guest names would be obtained from a guest book and given to the cast member doing the voiceover. The hairy arm would then appear and block the only doors in the room. Guests would then be led into a secret passage behind a bookcase. This new room would have a large balcony and a staircase where the ghost of a woman would start walking down the stairs, lose her balance, and then her head would fall off and roll towards the guests. This would push guests into another secret passage and into a bedroom. In the attached bathroom, guests would witness a ghost bathing and getting ready for a wedding. This Sunday, Enfield Post has a special Sunday sale of random stamps. This is a great way if you want to add some random flair to your outgoing mail. I've added a few stamps to an order, even if I didn't have a direct purpose for them. A random stamp is a great way for a unique surprise. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D. P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has a scene from the Haunted Mansion. You can see a king and queen on a teeter-totter on a tombstone and in the back a princess on a swing. On the back it reads, Haunted Mansion. The king and queen of the spirit world teeter-totter on a gravestone. At tea time, the graveyard of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion is a playground for the famous and infamous ghosts. It's postmarked July 2nd, 1970, with a Los Angeles cancel and a five-cent blue Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1283. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, July 1st, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 80 and a low of 57. It's addressed to a master Don... Duzinski of Chicago, Illinois. It reads, 7170. Hi, Don. I hope you have enough time to have fun. This mansion is something that is out of this world. The way they can do things. Geraldine family. After seeing the ghost getting ready in the bathtub, the tour guide, butler, or maid would be abducted by Harry the Arm behind a door. The butler or maid would reappear disheveled and lead the guests into the Grand Salon. In the Grand Salon, guests would hear werewolf howls, thunder and lightning, and the galloping hooves of the headless horseman's horse, and would see its skeletons appearing to attend the wedding. Guests would be escorted to a door where they would find the missing Disneyland carpenter, dead and coming for the group. Guests would then be led into a secret room behind the fireplace. The room would be pitch black at the start, and then would reveal furniture floating above them, and a fully dressed skeleton with a noose around its neck. The ghost voice from before would remark that the hanging skeleton was the best man and that he is all tied up. Guests would then be moved into a large ballroom filled with famous and infamous ghosts of Frankenstein, the Phantom of the Opera, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Marley, Great Caesar's Ghost, the Canterville Ghost, King Tut, and Anne Bonnie, as well as ghosts from the portraits from the many rooms of the mansion. The ghost bride and groom would appear. The bride would remove her head and reject the groom's advancements to kiss her, causing a melee of the ghosts around the room. The ceiling would collapse, and rain would start pouring down into the ballroom. Guests would be ushered into the trophy room to avoid being attacked by the ghosts. The trophy room was naturally filled with the heads of wild game killed but still haunted, and would watch guests as they left. Once outside the mansion, guests would be in a graveyard filled with tombstones, 
each having funny epitaphs, similar to the tombstones in the queue of the current Haunted Mansion. Although some of the elements of this version of the Haunted Mansion are still included in the current attraction, the concept and ride capacity was deemed inefficient for the park. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has white birds delivering postcards to mailboxes. Written in script on one of the birds is World Postcard Day 2022. On the back it reads, Winner of the World Postcard Day Contest 2022, Pauline Cretine, France. It's postmarked September 27, 2022 with a San Francisco cancel and a 15-cent 1980s Olympic women's swimming postage stamp and a 29-cent 1992 cosmonaut and space shuttle postage stamp. Scott numbers 1792 and 2631, respectively. It reads, Hi, Cloggy. Happy World Postcard Day to you. Thank you for being a friend who also enjoys postcards and stamps. ATD is a great group of people. Have an awesome week, Jim. Thank you so much for the official World Postcard Day postcard, Jim. It's really awesome to connect with other people who enjoy sending and receiving postcards. I'm sure some of you listening have received a postcard from me, and I know it's great to get something in the mail that isn't a political advertisement or a credit card offer. It's also nice to remember that someone was thinking about you when they were sitting down to write some mail, whether it's on the road or just at home. I've even started mailing out postcards after hanging out with friends at the park. It's a nice gesture of appreciation. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.